0: Bowanji from Stony Hill. This is the Roar Shock Malawi update from the 17th of March 2022. A quick summary of what's going down in Malawi. Many Malawians spent the weekend in a storm. Tropical cyclone Gombe hit southern and central Malawi in the late hours of Friday the 11th with heavy rains and winds. The storm calmed down on Monday the 14th, although the Department of Water Resources warned that torrential rain should still be anticipated for the rest of the week. The Ministry of Water and Sanitation released a statement on Sunday the 13th, notifying the public that there was flooding in the rivers in the Ruar, Shire, Lucenza, and Lake Chilwa catchments. They estimate that the high water levels will start going down by Tuesday the 15th. The ministry has since advised locals to refrain from crossing the flooded rivers and streams. In addition to that, the communities surrounding the catchment areas have been encouraged to utilize the community-based flood early warning systems installed in some rivers to prevent casualties. On Tuesday the 15th, the Competition Fair Trading Commission, CFTC, led the local consumers and traders in celebrating the annual World Consumer Rights Day. Participants observed the day by promoting the basic rights of all consumers and demanding that those rights be respected and protected. The celebration was meant to highlight the growing importance of digital finance. During the week beginning Monday the 14th, the CFTC conducted a number of activities aimed at raising awareness about consumer rights specifically on digital finance. Studies have shown that in the developing world, the proportion of account owners sending and receiving payments digitally has grown from 57% in 2014 to 70% in 2017, and that by 2024, digital banking consumers are expected to exceed $3.6 billion. In light of this, the acting executive director for CFTC, Apoche Itimiu, said that despite the rise, consumers in the country are still experiencing numerous challenges on the market, such as high transaction costs, financial scams, and service downtime. One of the celebration's biggest highlights was an announcement from the Malawi Communications Regulatory Authority, MACRA. They said they would soon start registering handsets using the Central Equipment Identification Register to reduce digital fraud. Mobile network providers will also be given access to citizen records at the National Registration Bureau to avoid fraudulent activities, such as a person registering their SIM card using another person's identity card. This is expected to reduce common fraudulent activities. Example of these include incidents where thieves solicit money from unsuspecting victims by pretending to be courier company or a trusted family member or friend. In more developmental news... On Tuesday, the 15th, the vice president, Chilima, launched limestone-calcined clay cement, LC3, a technology that produces environmentally friendly cement. LC3 is a project that has been championed by a German agency for international cooperation to use Malawian local-found raw materials in making cement. Other than reducing the greenhouse gases, the LC3 will also reduce the use of clinker, which is an imported raw material from making cement. According to Chilima, Malawi is said to be the first country to use this technology globally in the mitigation of climate change. It is also a positive development as it will help foster job creation and reduce imports. Malawi now has a new chief justice. The parliament confirmed this on Monday the 14th. President Chakwera appointed Rizim Mizikamanda as the new chief justice following the retirement of Andrew Nirianda. Although his appointment is a welcome development, some Malawians on social media have frowned upon the president's power, saying that he should not have that much authority. On the flip side, Justice Mizikamanda's appointment means that the parliament can now resume deliberations on the national budget. Locals on social media have accused President Chacuera of being tone deaf to the country's current situation. The accusation started after a local newspaper, The Daily Times, published a story saying cluster members of the Public Appointments and Commission statutory corporations, among others, had announced that they would need $8. billion, kawacha, which is approximately $10 million, to renovate the state house. Jack McBrames, a local journalist, tweeted in response to the matter saying, in the final analysis, I think, President Lazarus Chaquera is tone deaf and indifferent. In the midst of rising food prices, runaway inflation, and a corruption crisis, the president is a wall. I'm told he's flying off to New York to chair a meeting for least developed countries. Another tweet that generated a lot of traction from the citizenry read, the president wants 1.8 billion guacha to renovate his crib when thousands of Malawians have lost their houses to flooding. If the state house is leaking, let it leak. It's an apt representation of the country. All in all, there seems to be a waning hope for the salvation that the government had promised. On Wednesday, the 16th, police arrested three people who were packaging water in bottles bearing an existing company's trademarks. The three are from Nidirande Township in Balantri City. Consumers had complained that the water labeled as purified still water had a bad taste and also contained foreign substances. A search at the house of one of the suspects exposed 250 empty bottles and 500 bottle caps with the original company's label. After being interrogated, the suspect revealed that the syndicate also involved two employees from the concerned company. One worked as a supervisor and the other as a driver. They used to steal the production materials from the company factory and sell them to the first suspect. The Malawi Bureau of Standard Officials confirmed upon conducting tests that the products were indeed counterfeit. All three suspects will appear before court soon to answer charges of sale of noxious food or drink. This also means that it would be in your best interest to buy bottled water in legitimate stores only. In rather sad news, concern has gripped the nation after a prominent lawyer was found dead in his home in Area 51 in the capital city of Lilongwe. The deceased, Trevor Mafalale, was a senior state advocate in the Ministry of Justice. The national spokesperson, James Kadadzera, confirmed the development. While details surrounding his death are yet to be determined, the current situation points to a suicide. There are worries that this could be a replay of the late Alenafwe Bonongwe, who was murdered in his home. His death was framed as a suicide until further investigations point to a murder. Citizens are also concerned about high suicide rates in the country, especially among the youth. Here's a throwback for our last story. Some Malawians on social media spent the weekend bickering over the credibility of the University of Malawi, UNIMA, following accusations that the university's graduates are the reason for Malawi's poverty. This all started when social media influencer Kelvin Salugwe made a post on Facebook. Part of the post read, I wanted to know how much UNIMA graduates have helped the country, mainly because most of them look down on those of us who did not go through UNIMA. They see themselves as wise and one wonders how a school that has produced thousands of graduates cannot seem to lift us out of poverty. Expectably, the post generated buzz on social media. Some graduates of Unima came in to defend themselves, while several others who supposedly did not make it to the university sided with Calvin. Their internet discussion has now grown into one that is targeting both Unima graduates and graduates from private universities. That's it for this week. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for listening to our ad-free updates, which will continue to be ad-free if you tell your buds. Let us know your thoughts and ideas by emailing us at podcast at warshock.com. Pintani Buino.